Hello and welcome to the Conrad Life Report for Sunday, August the 28th, 2022. It is a cloudy day here in by the window in Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn. Temperatures are mid-70s, um, pretty comfortable, not as hot as it's been the last few days. I just ran five miles and it felt very nice. I ran down through Red Hook and... Uh, kind of coincidence, or it's odd that it has never happened, but it was the first time I've ever run down there and a cruise ship happened to be in the cruise terminal. Uh, so it was the Queen Mary 2. So I ran up to it and it's um, pretty big. And, you know, it's interesting to to see it dominating over the Red Hook uh, landscape. Uh, so that was pretty cool, even though cruise ships are bad. But uh, I am fascinated by them. And I went on one cruise if you remember, that was a few years ago to Alaska. Um, so, what else is happening in the neighborhood um, besides the cruise ship and me happening to see it? A new restaurant opened. Uh, it is called Ruthie's. It is on it is at 241 Smith Street, which is at the northeast corner of Douglas. And it's in the old space where uh, Jolie Cantina was, which was a Definitely a beloved restaurant in the neighborhood, I would say. There was Jolie, which was on Atlantic Avenue, I think, and Jolie Cantina. And I don't know if Jolie is still open. I don't think so. Um, I don't think it's been open for a while. But Jolie Cantina was great. But they closed. Uh, kind of a pandemic, um, you know, loosely pandemic-related. So Ruthie's has opened this past week. It is... Um, a restaurant from the people that are that are behind Barbette, which is one block away. And it's meant to be a little more casual than Barbette. And I would describe the interior. It's kind of clean and modern looking, clean lines. Um, reminded me of Mile End, the uh, that place over on Bond Street, or Hoyt Street, I mean. Uh, it's bigger than that, obviously, but just kind of, you know, newish wood. Uh, a lot of white, you know, white paint on the walls, a clean s silver bar. So very nice. I loved it. I had, a, I had a burger and a beer, which I've not done in a long time. Like a simple sit at the bar, have a burger and a beer. The They have a lot of beers and they're not horribly expensive. Except for the draft is other half forever, ever. And that's like 13 bucks. Um, but their cans and bottles are all like you know, six, seven, eight dollars, and they have Coors Banquet bottles for five bucks. So I had a burger and a beer, <clears throat> then brought a salad home for um, uh, Julie, who requested a salad. So yeah, they're open for dinner now, and I guess we'll be op opening for lunch soon too, but I feel like I haven't had for a couple of years a place in the neighborhood that I love to go sit at the bar and have a burger and a beer, and maybe meet people for a burger and a beer. My old spot used to be Van Horn, which is the fried chicken place on Court Street at Baltic. And I used to also used to love Prime Meats for a burger and a beer, but um, Prime Meats is now uh, Frank's Frank's Wine Bar, and it's not the same. It's not as good. Um, but yeah, Ruthie's maybe Ruthie's will be it. So good new place. I feel like there's been some other new places opening in the neighborhood, which is. Um, pretty great so what else is going on uh saw some concerts in the past few weeks 
saw Elvis Costello at Pier 17, which is the new place at South at the South Street Seaport. Uh, the old place was that old building, if you recall. And um, it was kind of like this clanky old building with a clanky sort of waterfront near it. And they used to have shows there down on the um, dock area. And we played there once. We played, Taka Taka played on a bill with um, the National, and that was a lot of fun. There was a big storm, and I remember that cut short part of the, uh, much of the forms set. Um, it was it was the forms in Taka Taka and the National. And uh, yeah, I saw a lot of good shows at South Street Seaport. Who else did I see? Uh, Super Chunk, uh, Battles, um, Dirty Projectors. I'm missing a lot. A great. There used to be so many great bands that played there. Anyway, there's a new building. They redid the South Street Seaport, and it's like very modern and kind of high-end type thing. And the venue now is on the roof of this building. You take escalators up. And in fact, the bathrooms are on the top floor. So if you're on the roof at the venue, you have to go downstairs to use the bathroom. Um, And the venue is really nice. It's a big stage. And they don't have anything. There's no backdrop, I guess, unless the artist brings one. But so you can see straight through and you just see the skyline and the Brooklyn Bridge behind this through the stage. So that... day I saw on Instagram my old friend Robin uh, she posted that she had an extra ticket she's like just a free ticket if anyone wants it and I throughout the day I had a busy day at work and I just felt stressful about getting projects done but then by mid-afternoon the day was going well and I thought you know what I wouldn't mind going so I sent her a message and I said is that ticket still available and she said it is so she transferred the ticket to me and then I coincidentally ran into her and her boyfriend as soon as I arrived, and we hung out the whole night. And it was so great. It was great to see an old friend after, I think, probably literally almost 10 years. Um, And also to see Elvis Costello, who is one of my all-time favorite artists. Like, I mean, he has got to be top three for me. I don't know. He might even be top two. So... I haven't gone. He's all. He plays a lot, but I and I I don't go all the time. And now I kind of feel like I should have been going all the time. But I looked on my spreadsheet, and I think this was the tenth time I've seen him. But I hadn't seen him since 2016, the night before the um, freaking election. I went with Howard to that one at the Beacon Theater. Uh, so this was the first time in six years. And excellent show. He did some of his new songs, which I think are great. He's had three recent albums. And he did a lot of just classics. And he also does some, like, unusual classics, deep cuts, which I like. He did Indoor Fireworks uh, with Nick Lowe, which was great. Uh, He did Green Shirt, which I guess is not too deep a cut, but certainly wasn't a single. Green Shirt from the album Armed Forces. And um, any other deep cuts? (laughs) I kind of can't remember right now. Oh, Still Too Soon to Know, which is a very deep cut from the album Brutal Youth. And that was uh, a, a duet with Nicole Atkins, my old pal Nicole Atkins, um, who is doing quite well. And I think she's kind of on tour with Elvis. She's not like in the band, but she seems to be coming out for four songs a night. So she might be traveling with the band. Anyway, Charlie Sexton is now in the band. I don't think he's officially an imposter, uh, but he's playing with the band. Charlie Sexton, of course, who played in Bob Dylan's band for much of the 90s and aughts. Uh, and when he was a teenager, wrote the song Beat So Lonely. 
and released it, and it was a hit in the 80s. I mean, the guy's great. Uh, what a great guitar player. So the show was just fantastic. Also ran into my friends uh, Brendan and Julie there, and I bought a T-shirt. Oh, which I'm actually wearing now, actually. Um, just felt fun to buy merch. I was like, I, en I enjoyed the show. I I haven't had an Elvis Costello shirt since I was a uh, teenager. Uh, since I had the famous, the picture on the back of Blood and Chocolate where he's screaming. I had a shirt which was just a huge picture of that that I bought at Pop Tones Records in Niagara Falls, Ontario when I was like 15. So I haven't had a shirt since. So I bought a shirt, um, had a fun time. And then the, was it the next night? Yeah, the next night I went to Rage Against the Machine and run the jewels at the garden. That was with my friend Pete. Thank you, Pete. Uh, top 10 shows I've ever seen. Run the jewels were great. Uh, their set just got better and better as the garden filled up during their set. Um, and they were fantastic. I really loved their album from two years ago. But Rage Against the Machine was just another level. It was 90 minutes of just tight, like constant high like there was no down <laughs> periods they took several breaks throughout the show where the lights came down on stage and they kind of were taking a break on stage for probably a minute or two and these very moving slow motion films played uh on the video screen of the one was of a border guard and a dog where the dog eventually these videos all end up like moving up into fast uh uh, not slow motion, but regular motion, regular speed at the very end of the video play. Uh, this border guard with the dog that then goes into a home and just attacks <laughs> family. There were these uh, kids that were climbing a fence, presumably like border fence. Uh, there was an El Paso police department car on fire. And then eventually near the end, a kid does a wheelie on a BMX bike silhouetted in front of it going by just kind of arresting images anyway the show was just so great so so great zach de la roca what had basically broke his leg <laughs> uh early in the tour so he sat on a road case in the middle of the stage the whole time and it was so compelling like he did not need to jump around it was uh i can't even imagine him jumping around anymore it was it was this compelling image of him sitting there freaking out singing his head off sitting down it was just amazing um and he was literally carried on and off stage by roadies like like carrying him as if he was like injured in a football game um what a show what a show what a show so let's see the next day that was august 12th 13th uh my friends micah and christine were in town as they often are but um they met people. They decided to go sit at Pig Beach on Union Street at the Canal. So I went and met them, and that was a lot of fun. Hung out and met met some of their friends I'd never met before. And as I was walking home afterwards, I thought about um, how great it is in life when you just go meet people, and then you meet people you've never met before, and you have these great conversations with these people, and maybe I'll never see them again. <laughs> but it was so much fun to meet them and talk to them and uh, get some insight into their little universes and then move on. Uh, and the reason I didn't stay longer is my sister-in-law had a birthday party at home. So that was fun to come back to. So that was that weekend. Oh, and I went on a yet another solo trip to the beach. I went to Jacob Reese to Rockaway and just drove by myself 
and sat at the beach for two hours and went swimming in the ocean and I'm really getting into this solo beach stuff. And then the following week, Oliver took swim lessons, which he kind of knows how to swim now almost, but he still has never had official, official lessons. So these were his first lessons. And it was at a place called Imagine Swimming, which is a local mini swim chain in the old, this huge armory in Crown Heights on Bedford between President and Union. It looks like the gym inside is kind of new, brand new basketball courts. Just one of those huge, you walk in, huge armory type places. Um, but he loved the swimming. And that was from 9 to 10 every morning for a week. And so we had this routine of I would drive them over, drop them off, and then I would go find a coffee shop. And I went to the Crown Heights Cafe on Franklin um, most of that week, which was really fun. I also went to a place called P Street Cafe on President Street. Um and Rod, uh, is it Rogers? No, it was uh, Nostrand Avenue. Uh, pretty cool place, too. Um, and in a return to pre-pandemic, I don't want to call it normalcy, but like activities, uh, our neighborhood bourbon group got back together for the first time in person, in our, in our host, friend slash host slash the club leader, Matt, in Matt Tyson's basement where we listened to records. He had this, as usual, well-thought-out, curated evening where the theme this time was all of his current bottles that are open. Um, he kind of assigned a number to them and put numbers in a hat, and we would reach in one by one and pick a number, and that's what we would sh- taste. And then we had records that he kind of curated to our tastes, and we just played records and had the Mets game on silent and drank bourbon all night. Um, so shout out to my bourbon bros, um, Matt and Pete and Drew and Matt M and Sam Slaughter. Um, just a wonderful evening of hanging out and <laughs> drinking bourbon. Um, so it's good to have that back. Uh, more neighborhood updates. Been still eating a lot of pizza. It's the summer of pizza, even though it's been the life of pizza for Oliver, but Every day he kind of has to have pizza and none of us want to put up a fight about it. So been going back and forth between Sal's across the street, uh, Smith Street Pizza, which is new and pretty great, uh, F&F, which is my favorite. And we went also went to Baby Luke's this week because uh, my friend Matt Frampton was in the neighborhood at Baby Luke's. So went and got F&F for Oliver and we took it home. But on the way back, I stopped at Baby Luke's with Oliver and had a slice with Matt at baby Luke's and then we went home um so good week all around and that weekend Oliver and I went playing mini golf the summer of mini golf continues we went back to shipwrecked um in Red Hook well actually back I I don't think we we'd gone there before the last episode but we've been twice in the past couple of weeks which it's shipwrecked is the indoor place at the end of Court Street in Red Hook um it has like a pirate nautical theme and it's really nice in there it's never crowded, so uh, played Shipwreck twice. In other golf mini-golf news, we've played the Staten Island Fun Park twice now. We played yesterday, and we played a few weeks ago, too. The Staten Island Fun Park is at the Tote Avenue, Slosen Avenue exit in the middle of the Staten Island Expressway. In the middle, meaning halfway between the Verrazano and the Gothels Bridge. And it's a go-kart, batting cage, mini-golf joint. And the mini-golf 
course itself is fine. It's not like the best ever, but um, it's fun enough. So we went there a few weeks ago on a random Wednesday night after work, which I thought was fun. Oliver had a meltdown. I don't know if I ever mentioned this before, but he had a meltdown. So it wasn't super, super fun, but um, <laughs> uh, I like the idea of doing stuff in the evening when the sun is still up in the summer, um, which I think happens in the suburbs. <laughs> you know, You know, you drive and go to a place, but Often in the city, you come home and you just kind of like stay in the neighborhood, which is city life. But I was like, let's go play mini golf. Let's go drive at six o'clock. So we did that. Um, yeah. So yeah, yesterday we went and played mini golf. What did, why did, why were we in Staten Island? Because we decided to pick a place on the map, i.e. in Brooklyn or Staten Island or Queens, where we could drive and get pizza. So I enlisted the help, as I've done in the past, of my Staten Island native pal, Brendan, the same Brendan that I ran into at Elvis Costello. He grew up on Staten Island, and in the past, he has recommended Danino's Pizza to me, which I got last summer uh, after getting my uh, vaccine shots at some random CVS on Foster Avenue in Staten Island. Uh, so yesterday he was like, oh, you could go to Joe, Joe and Pat's or Lee's Tavern. He's like, go to Lee's, go to Lee's. So we went to Lee's Tavern, which is in the Dongan Hills neighborhood, about a mile and a half south of the Staten Island Expressway, kind of the first exit in almost from the Verrazano. And Lee's Tavern is basically a dive bar. It's like a bar, um, with tables for eating pizza. And we sat down and just had a large pie, which wasn't that large. Could have been, I would have been happy with a larger pie. But, um, meaning like we could have like ordered two, but, uh, got a half regular and half mushroom and it was, uh, thin, so thin, beautifully charred crust. Fantastic. So Lee's Tavern. And let's see, that's kind of been the week. Not been doing too much since we got back from vacation. Had a lot of stoop visits in the past few weeks. Uh, my friend and old colleague, Jeremy, uh, last night we had Nate, Nate Martinez, uh, musical pal, uh, ex of many awesome things, all the way back to Pela. Um, Nate came over, and um, who else? Eric. Um, Eric was over for a rowdy stoop night the other night. So, yeah, continuing the stoop nights until it gets too cold, and we'll probably do them even then too. All right, let's move on to music stuff. Uh, listen to a number of new albums the past few weeks. Let's see. My favorite has been the new album by Oneida called Success. Uh, Oneida has been around for 20 years. Kind of awesome psych rock from Brooklyn and their drummers, the great Kid Millions. Uh, success. It's just like a bunch of upbeat, awesome, catchy, psychedelic punk songs. Um, highly recommended. Listen to the new uh, Cass McCombs record, Heart Mind, which might be my favorite Cass McCombs record in a very long time. It's just him doing what he does well, which is really great songwriting um, and beautifully played songs. I personally detect a bit of Walter Martin influence in this new album because I feel like Cass is doing a little more even like almost singer spoken, spoken singing um, storytelling in his songs. Uh, so really love that album. Listen to the new Kiwi Jr. album, the um, indie rock guitar band from Toronto. Uh, the album is called Chopper. Just you know, three-minute catchy indie guitar pop songs. So highly recommend that one. And also some random re-release I listened to. It was called Saturday Night in San Francisco by Al DiMiola, John McLaughlin, and Paco DeLucia. Three great um, 
virtuoso jazz guitarists. It's at the Warfield Theater, and it has a features a Bill Graham introduction. Um, so great <laughs> for Deadheads. That's kind of a curiosity in itself. It's a cool thing to seek out. But the show is just great. Just virtuoso guitar playing can't go wrong. And let's see. TV. I never talk about TV because I don't watch TV except for sports, but I I watched the rehearsal like a lot of people. And like a lot of people, I loved it <laughs> through five episodes. The final episode, I do think is kind of a work of genius, but it's also troublesome and mildly problematic because the child actor actually thinks... Um, what's his name? Uh, Nathan. <laughs> I can't remember his last name. Uh is his real dad and it's just kind of weird and sad but you know i guess it gets into those things where it's like he's making you the audience feel weird and sad and uncomfortable for watching shows that have employed child actors i don't know but the rehearsal i I will there's nothing else like it on tv so that was enjoyable to watch and a very fat my kind of binge you know it's like under three hours for an entire season uh Anything else I watched on TV? I feel like I watched something else, but I can't remember. I don't think I did. Um, books. I read, uh, I finished a couple books. Um, what did I finish? Well, since that Caitlin Doherty book, book about cremation, did I read anything after that? I don't know. I think I finished Build by Tony Fidel. Yeah. So I read The Music Never Stops by Peter Shapiro. Peter Shapiro is the former owner of Wetlands, current owner and operator and promoter of Brooklyn Bowl, all the Brooklyn Bowls. Uh, and he's a did, did Phil Lesh's manager, basically. He also owns and runs the Capitol Theater in Port Chester. And he, he's the one that came up with Fare Thee Well, Grateful Dead 2015 thing. Uh, anyway, and he's a cool guy, kind of a force of nature. I've met him a f- couple of times. But his book is just like, eye candy for if you're at all interested in New York jam stuff or dead stuff or music venue stuff reads very fast um so the music never stops by Peter Shapiro just came out and that's it I got four books going on right now I don't know how I'm going to read them before they're all due back at the library but I'll figure it out all right that's it 22 and a half minutes not bad okay this has been episode 91 of the uh Conrad Life Report. Hope all is well wherever you are and you enjoy the end of summer. Uh, I guess the next next time I talk to you, it'll be after Labor Day. It'll be September. It'll be football season. School have started and I already have butterflies thinking about all of that. All right. Take care and talk to you soon. Bye.